Well, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome back to the Thai Expat Daily Show. As always, I am your host, Kira Mack, and delighted that you have been able to tune in with us yet again. Now, before we get into today's stories, let's just get the old homework out of the way. So firstly, if you do enjoy this video, hit an old like there. Please just subscribe to the channel, and if you get the opportunity, you know yourself, share on social media. And not forget that we are available on pretty much all podcast players. So simply set up your podcast, hit subscribe, and every time a show comes out, it'll be downloaded onto your personal podcast player. So now that that's all done, let's jump into the top four stories doing the rounds in Thailand today. And the first one is five Thai excise department officials suspended for alleged extortion. It has now been confirmed that five men who have been accused of extorting 5,500 baht from the owner of a grocery store in Bangkok, Sai Mai area for a few days ago are officials of the excise department, according to the department's director general. Now, according to the director general, all five have been suspended from active duty and a fact-finding committee has been set up to investigate the claim. The owner of the groceries has filed a complaint with the Bangkeng District Police claiming that the five men, identifying themselves as excise officials, entered the shop for a search and claimed they found counterfeit cigarettes on the premises. He also provided CCTV footage of the incident to the police. The five men demanded 5,500 baht from the grocer in exchange for dropping the contraband possession charged against him. Bangkhen Police Superintendent, Police Colonel Anan, said that he will summon the five excise officials to acknowledge the extortion charges and to be identified by the grocer. And yes, another, I mean, Jesus, imagine losing your job over 5,500 baht. I mean, that's five people. So what are they getting? 1,100 baht each. Lose your job for that. God, the times must be desperate. But nevertheless, we'll move on. The airports of Thailand are launching a new plan to handle the rise of passengers at Swanapum Airport in Bangkok. Swanapum Airport uh, has announced new measures to handle the rise of incoming passengers as the number of arrivals at Bangkok's main international gateway jumped following China's decision to reopen its borders. The AOT revealed last week that Swanapum Airport has come up with many measures to tackle the delays in passenger servicing times, which has already begun improving service flow, especially during peak hours, it claimed. Now, according to the director of the uh, airport, the airport received complaints about luggage claim delays from approximately 30 flights per day last month. This statistic is considered an improvement compared to the number in December when approximately 50 flights per day were being complained about. The airport has received fewer complaints about baggage delays this month, seeing reports of delays in just 7% of its daily flights, which is about 15 to 20 flights per day. On February 8, the Transport Minister ordered the Immigration Bureau to increase its incoming passenger handling capacity at Swanaboom Airport to ensure arriving passengers would not have to deal with long, snaking queues at immigration counters or lengthy delays when going to claim their baggage. Mr. Saksayam ordered the AOT to come up with a raft of measures to reduce the delays and ease passenger congestion, dividing these into measures for short-term and long-term problem-solving. For short-term problem-solving, the airport's ground-handling operators, Thai Ground, TG and Bangkok Flight Services, are recruiting staff and procuring more equipment to deal with the spike in passenger numbers. The plan AOT has come up with also included a temporarily expanded period for carriers to provide self-handling services and the installation of more automatic passport checkpoints and pre-immigration kiosks, as well as increasing the new priority zone and visa on arrival checking area at the Satellite 1 building, which is set to open in September. 
The AOT plans to install auto-passport checkpoint channels in November to accommodate outbound passengers using e-passports, which can help reduce the congestion at passport checking areas. For sustainable long-term problem-solving, the AOT is now looking for a third ground-handling operator to help resolve nagging issues. Once the recruiting process is complete, the AOT will submit the contract to the Cabinet for its approval. The AOT also came up with a solution to the shortage of taxi services at the airport by registering 3,909 taxis for service there. The number of taxis will soon increase to 4,500, Mr. Kittipong noted. Meanwhile, the airport authorities also plan to fill fill the voids between the airport passenger terminal and the concourse D building by developing it into a reception hall for inbound passengers and those with visas on arrival. They expect to provide the service for 2,000 inbound passengers and 400 people with the VOA every hour. The second phase of the airport's long-term solution to congestion problems is now being written and construction is set to begin in November, according to the AOT. The Tourism Authority of Thailand expects to welcome 25 million international tourists this year, generating 1.5 trillion baht from its from this revenue stream. According to Mr. Kittipong, the number has increased after the reopening of China's land borders on January 8th and the resumption of outbound group tours from China on February 6th. So this is, I mean, not just Bangkok Airport, but Phuket Airport has been also very, very busy. But a lack of planning and kind of foreseeing that there would be issues in the airport with increased numbers and less people. I mean, it's very similar to the uh, hospitality business at the moment with lots of hotels full and didn't think they'd need more staff. And then, of course, now they're trying to recruit staff that they can't find for these very busy periods. But it's the same with the airport. Nobody was looking forward to see that, well, we're going to have a lot more people coming in. We know how many flights every day we come in are coming into Thailand. We know how many passengers on there are on those planes. So we should be able to calculate what kind of staffing we need on the ground to accommodate that. It's clear that this has not been done. And I, I would call into question exactly what the authorities have been doing each and every day, knowing that they have these numbers. I mean, short term and long term plans are all fine and dandy, but I mean, a little bit of planning would have probably uh, fixed all this before it ever became a problem. But nevertheless, we'll move on to the next story. And this is quite an interesting one. Foreign gangs accused of stealing local jobs in Phuket. The hospitality industry in Phuket is urging the government to solve the issue of foreign mafia groups getting increasingly involved in businesses on the resort island. Industry executives are concerned that foreigners are exploiting laws to run their own businesses while also taking up jobs meant for local people. Speaking during a recent meeting about tourism issues in the three Andaman provinces, Kata Group Resort's founder, Kun Acharai Thai, said some foreigners were breaching rules on jobs reserved for Thais. Businesses currently run by groups of foreigners include taxi services and accommodation, with some foreigners renting villas and condo units abandoned during the COVID-19 pandemic and then renting them out again to their countrymen, said Mr. Pramkasit. They were mostly Russians, he added. In addition, local people in Phuket have objected to a foreign chopper riders group. Mr. Promkasit is concerned that foreign mafia groups may take control of the island, similar to what happened in Pattaya a couple of decades ago. He urged Tourism and Sports Minister Piapat Rechabakaran to deal with these concerns. Mr. Piapat told participants that authorities would look into the matter. I'm certain most Thais will not tolerate if it foreigners are trying to steal their jobs, he said. Authorities from various agencies will look into the matter, as the Prime Minister has also ordered the Road Thai Police to crack down on it. Mr. Pietpat also acknowledged other issues in the three Andaman provinces, that's Phuket, Krabi and Panya, such as infrastructure shortcomings. 
Local residents and tourists alike complain of insufficient public transport, poor quality roads and traffic congestion, especially in Phuket. Low occupancy rates among small-sized hotels and some popular tourism destinations are also a concern, even as the tourism economy is starting to revive. Mr. Piapad said the Andaman provinces are key tourism magnets in the south. The ministry plans to promote these three provinces in the Andaman Triangle. It will push Phuket as the centre of the triangle and promote Panyang Krabi as low-carbon city destinations focused on eco-tourism. In addition, the ministry will promote Klong Tom District in Krabi as a spa destination because of the famous natural hot springs in the area. Phuket, meanwhile, is bidding to host a specialised international expo under the theme of Future of Life, Living in Harmony, Sharing Prosperity, to promote the island as an international medical hub, he added. The province is competing with four cities in the United States, plus Serbia, Spain and Argentina, to host the Specialized Expo 2027-28, with the host to be selected by the Bureau International de Exposition in June this year. So when they talk about foreign gangs accused of stealing local jobs, and then the various other industries that they've seemed to have entered, such as taxis, uh, property rentals, uh, hospitality businesses, etc. They are not as clear as the as the um, what's the best person to describe here? The the head of the Cata Group was. He clearly called out who it was. It's Russians coming to Phuket. And if you live in Phuket right now, as many people will notice and will say, and we call it out as it is, there's an awful lot of Russian people currently in Phuket. Now, I was in Central Festival a couple of weeks ago, and I think I mentioned this, and the only voices I could hear in in this shopping center, which is vast and big, was Russian voices. And it, I've spoken to a lot of people over the last couple of weeks, and they're, some are moving out of Phuket because they said it's overwhelmed by Russians, and they particularly don't find them pleasant. And what seems to be happening is, is that groups of people from Russia are moving into Phuket, setting up lots of illegal businesses, and getting away with it. Because simply put, the police are not doing their jobs. And... There is going to come a point where things are going to get out of hand. The locals are going to get annoyed and they're going to start pointing the finger at these foreign businesses. Now, I certainly agree that the law needs to be followed. Foreigners cannot own taxi, cannot own taxi services. So it shouldn't be that hard to figure out who's picking up somebody, for example, at the airport that, you know, if they're not tied, they're not tied. And this means that the police need to be more active in the airport. You know, we didn't have a lot of these problems. And I hate to say this. But back in 2014, 2015, we had the military coup here in Thailand. And it's about the only time I'll say that it was when the law was actually followed in relation to things. Now, I'm not in favor of military coups, but I will bring my brain back to that moment and think back to what actually happened after that. So we had a problem at Phuket International Airport where there was illegal taxis going in and out. It was absolute mass chaos. There was taxi mafia type things going on. And that was within the Thai people. And the police were started, the army were sent in there to sort it out. And within a week or two, it was sorted. And that really was very quickly handled. Then we also had all the illegal big building structures that were on the beach. This is decades of mismanagement, corruption, both local government and police allowing this to continue. And, you know, nobody taking any action. And then the army stepped in after the coup and cleared all the beaches of Phuket. I think if any, you could draw back your mind, this was all taken care of very quickly. They were destroyed, all these places. Vendors on the beach were removed. Remember, they took all the sunbeds off in Batang and then only set up a small area where they could go, etc. And really and truly, the motto or what we can get from all this is where there's a will, there's a way. And if Phuket government, Phuket officials truly wanted to sort this issue out because they know it exists, 
There's no way that they don't. You go to areas like Bangtao or Rawai, there's areas where you couldn't find a, si- a sign in Thai or English. Everything is advertised in Russian. You go into shops, there's Russians inside. It's very easy to check, by the way, if a business is really legit. Forget about the paperwork. Walk inside and see how many Thai people are in there. Because remember, it's meant to be four Thais for one foreigner in this country, if you have a business. Many shops I see have no ties in them and just, you know, Russians inside standing there, selling only to Russians, by the way, as well, just to let you know. Now, the reason we know it's Russians, apart from what the uh, Kata Group director said, is that the Chinese have only been able to travel about, you know, two or three weeks ago. So it's not them. I think what needs to happen is there needs to be, as I said, where there's a will, there's a way. And if they truly want to tackle the issue, they will tackle the issue. But what I suspect will happen is this will continue to linger on as it is until we hit the tipping point and then locals will take action themselves because they'll get highly frustrated and eventually then the government will have to step in to take care of the issue because the I, I feel the Phuket itself is too corrupted by itself to take care of these issues. Now, Patia, in fairness to it, took care of the issue and it's not as bad as it used to be 10, 15 years ago. And they cleaned themselves up very, very well. They've tried to remarket themselves. And I think in fairness to Patia, they've done a fairly good job, even if it's kind of superficial. They've tried to maintain that we're law and order city. You know, this is how things are. We're family orientated, etc., etc. If you look in the news, every night the police are down on that main walking street in Patia, checking bars, checking punters, making sure everything's okay. You never see that in Phuket. That doesn't happen. So I think it tells you the tale of two different cities um, and kind of one set are thinking, well, maybe we need to have law and order. And with law and order, people will come, enjoy themselves, you know, enjoy their holiday. Whereas I think in Phuket right now, they're just like, oh, we don't care about law and order. It's a free for all here and we'll let anything go until, you know, we get that order from Bangkok that we actually have to do something about it. But yes, I don't see Phuket and the best way improving in the next period of time. I, I recently had a, a gentleman, uh, he told me he was watching a, uh, I think it was some kind of advertisement. He was from Germany and he told me that he was watching a program where they said 75% of people visiting Phuket at the moment were Russian. And he literally asked me, is this the case? Because if he was the case, he wouldn't be coming to Thailand. And this is what he actually said, or to Phuket. He would find somewhere else in Thailand to go to. So there is obviously general concerns. And I don't believe it's for a hatred of, let's say, the Russian people as such. I think it's the fact to do with the Russian war at the moment. People believe some people believe that Russians shouldn't be traveling to Thailand. Thailand, however, has never condemned Russia. They've always kept the door open because they want their tourist dollars. And that's the way it has been. A lot of countries wouldn't accept Russian tourists right now. And they would say, well, when things get better in Ukraine and maybe Russia leave, etc., etc., that then we can welcome you back. I mean, obviously, it's not all the Russian people who would agree with what's going on in Ukraine. But a lot of people don't want to holiday with Russians at the moment. And that is the main thing. It's not maybe a dislike towards them. You know, but no, also Russians do have a somewhat bit of a, a history of being a little bit rude, some and maybe overly aggressive at times. Because if you look in the papers, a lot of the stories you see are involve Russians and aggression and, and things like that. And people just don't want to be involved in that at the moment and they don't want to see it. So, yes, I think Phuket needs to get its act together. I really did, th- I really thought that during COVID, they had a lot of great talk about sustainable tourism and building Phuket up. But I think it just was abandoned the second tourists start coming in and the money start flowing again because I think a lot of us would know that money will always dominate everything here. So if there's lots of money flowing in, let's, uh, you know, let's turn the old cheek and 
that'll be it. But nevertheless, I wonder what you do. What you think about this, guys? If you're living in Phuket, how do you find it at the moment? Are you enjoying it? Are you not? I'd love to know your opinion. And people who are abroad contemplating coming here to Phuket and other parts of Thailand, would a large population of Russians living in an area, holiday in an area, put you off? I'd love to know your opinions, as always, down below in that comment section. And the final story of the day, yet again, comes down to a little bit of corruption, but it's from a policeman this time. And a policeman's resignation letter cites loss of faith. A resignation letter, purported to be from a uh, Supanburi police sergeant, has triggered a deluge of comments and queries after it was posted online. The letter cites protection of the guilty and neglect for honest officers as reason for the loss of morale. It also includes a statement that the officer never faced a criminal charge or underwent a review by a disciplinary committee. The posting has drawn numerous comments and reaction on social media. A fellow officer who shared the letter wrote on Facebook saying, I feel the same. If I wasn't in so much debt with the police cooperative, I would also consider resigning, not because I don't love the police, I love it so much, but because some higher-ups have made the organisation unbearable. Another user posted an image with the message, resignation is easier than changing the culture of an organization you do not own. Most comments and reactions have been supportive of the officer. The force has been rocked in recent months by a series of allegations that include enabling of Chinese gangsters to involvement in large-scale online gambling and extortion of tourists. Earlier this week, Praia Chana Cha, the Prime Minister of Thailand, admitted that corruption in the Royal Thai Police has been going on for years and all stakeholders involved must make a concentrated effort to clean up the police force. And guys, that is the fourth and final story of the day. Again, delighted you've been able to tune in. Hope you have a wonderful day and we'll see you during the week for some more Thai news and, uh, you know, some other stories that we might bring you this week. Anyway, take care and thanks again, guys.